This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan. Let's go. And uh, praise the Lord for you folks who are hearing us, and we ask you to uh, pray for us and pray with us day by day. And uh, write us, let us know what station you're listening to. If you would, I appreciate that. Email us. My email address is pastor at radiomission.org. And then my website, radiomissions.org. So if you would, I appreciate that. Every, every time we hear from you, we thank the Lord for it. We're bringing you a new series of studies at this time on blood redemption in the Old Testament. And then we'll get to blood redemption in the New Testament. And we're just getting started. And we were looking there how the Lord created Adam and Eve and put them there in the garden. And we don't know how long. We don't know how long they were there in, in that innocent state. The Lord doesn't say. And uh, the fact that God forbade man to eat of this tree prompted Satan to do all in his power to cause man to eat it. Did you know Satan is a good old devil? Let me, let me just maybe shed a little light on your thinking. You know, we were brought up when I was a child. Most children were brought up to believe that Satan had a long red flannel underwear suit on and a long tail and a pitchfork. And pointed ears. That's not Satan, my friend. That's just uh, that's just your imagination. Satan is a good old devil, and Satan he walks about seeing who he may devour, and that word means intimidate. And uh, Satan not down at the bar room, out there in the brothel, in the, in those places. No, Satan's at church. Satan's in First Baptist Church every Sunday morning, sitting on the front pew, sitting on the front pew. Like that old, like that old bird I told you about. This this young this couple had an old parrot, and uh, one day he got out and they was going to church on Sunday morning, and the old parrot got out and followed them down to church. And after a while, he flew in the front door and sat on the pew behind them, and then they looked around, and told him, "Be quiet now, be quiet." And uh, he started said, "Honky tonk, honky tonk, honky tonk, roadhouse." And the man said, "Now listen, you shut up, you shut up. This is a church. Same crowd," he said. Same crowd. Same crowd. Isn't that awful? Even the old parrot knew it was the same crowd. Oh, my friend. Oh, listen. God had forbidden man to eat of the tree of life, and Satan did all he can. But now God invites men to eat of the tree of life, which is Christ. Satan uses all his power to prevent him to doing that. In other words, Satan is opposed to God. In ever particular, we come here, we do, and many others do, preach the gospel a week in and week out, hold out the scepter of grace, tell the story of redemption, how Christ died for sinners. Satan has many, many snares uh, that tempts you. You may be sitting in church on Sunday morning counting the ceiling tiles up there in the ceiling, see how many is up there, anything to distract you. We have folks who hear the old trailblazer broadcast, and some of them's out there banging the pots around in the morning when their breakfast time comes. Sit down, lady, and listen. Sit down there and listen. And the old trailblazer, Pastor Shelton, used to tell us, Get quiet, Mama. Put your broom down. You're disturbing me. And uh, I remember that when I was very young. He had the broadcast. He had this old broadcast, the little broadcast, the old trailblazer. And uh, I mentioned it a couple of times. He had all the sound effects of old Dan clippity-clopping down the road and all different kinds of sound effects. Made it, made it very interesting. We don't, I don't have that. We're not able to. But we have several of those. If you'd like them, write me. I'll quote you a price on. But here we see that uh, Satan does everything he can to keep folks from listening. 
And I know that. A squalling child, a baby. If you if you have a child uh, bringing it to church, don't don't let it disturb everybody. They might miss the work of the Holy Spirit just because your child is screaming and cutting up back there in the back. Most churches have a place you can take the children, a nursery, and get them quiet. And but if you have one that's three or four or five years old, make it sit there by you. I know, my friend. I know exactly when we when we started going to New Orleans many years ago. Our children were small, and we we laid down the rule to our children. They had to mind. I didn't take them outside. I didn't take them to the nursery. I wanted them inside in the auditorium. And I just popped their legs a couple of times, and and uh, they knew what was going to happen. And I reached towards to get them, and boy, they didn't want to come to me because they knew Daddy was going downstairs. I took one of them out one day, and he was cutting up a little bit. And the pastor said, take him downstairs, Pendarvis, and, and tan his hide. And come on back. I did. I did that, and I never had to do that again. Oh, my friend, you say, oh, Trevor, you cruel, you mean, you're hard. No, I'm not. I'm asking you to take a hold of your family. I see distant family. I see friends where their children now, 10, 11, 13 years old, on, on dope, my friend on dope already, on drugs, and then I see others who let their children sit up in their room, lock the door with a big screen television in their room, watching all kind of pornography and fantasy world and all of that kind of stuff. My friend, and then you think they're going to get saved? You think the Lord's going to touch them? Oh, it'll be a miracle of God's grace if they don't if they live to be 21 years old. My friend, I, I, I get stirred up. The old trailblazer gets stirred up because I was raised to mine and and then I make my children mine. I make I made mine. They all grown now, and we have a, a small two year old grand great grandbaby. And his daddy makes him mine. He sits in church. He don't go to nursery. He sits in church. And then there's some that squiggle and wiggle and twist and eat crackers and all this stuff, my friend. No, but listen, a good good little switch on them legs to stop all that. But that's not our message today. You can just take that for 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 granted. Listen now, let's make this statement again. Satan is, is opposed to everything uh, to keep you from coming to know the Lord. Therefore, disguised in the form of a serpent, he approached the woman with this question. Yea, hath God said? Yea, has God said? You ever heard that? You ever heard Satan? I'm not talking about an audible voice. I'm talking about just influence. I tell you folks all the time, Satan sits in my little studio here on my shoulder, and he says, don't be so hard, trailblazer. Uh, don't be so critical, trailblazer. Uh, uh, don't, you're going to offend some of your good givers. You're gonna, you talk about uh, this and that and the other, and you need to speak in love, trailblazer. Well, I do love you. I love my folks' soul. That's why I'm here today. Well, I could be somewhere on the bank of a creek, uh, retired, and, and maybe taking it easy, but no, sir. Not as long as I got breath and I can live and I can get up here to the studio and to the church and stand and preach for an hour and tell you that if you don't turn to the Lord, you're going to hell. You say, there you go again, trailblazer. All that old hell business. Well, there's a hell to shun, my friend. The Bible speaks far more about hell than it does heaven. Did you know that? Did you know that? It speaks far more about hell than it does of heaven. And, and folks do not want to hear Folks do not want to hear about the reality of hell. We have a little booklet here by Pastor Shelton, uh, Hell, a Living Reality. Would you, would you write me? I'll send it to you. And then he has another one, uh, uh, Heaven, I'm going there, are you? Hell, I'm not going there, are you? Oh, my friend, 
hell is a living reality. I told someone the other day that I believe these, with all my heart, that these volcanoes is a work of God creating more space for hell. They are. I believe they are, my friend. The Bible says hell enlarging itself. Well, are you are you denying all of the everything? You put your head in the sand, is a proverbial uh, ostrich, and don't know what's going on around you, my friend. If you can you see what's going on, and yet the Lord is coming soon, and you don't care, and you you don't you don't understand, you don't want to understand, you don't want nobody to call your attention to it. But listen, listen, Satan is opposed to everything that's good, and he said unto Eve, "Yea, hath God said." Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. Yea, God said, Satan's crafty inquiry. Let me tell you another one of Satan's crafty inquiries. You go over here on the Gulf Beach, uh, going from here to uh, Florida, and I counted 17 full-size billboards one Sunday evening. I was going over there for service in Mobile, and I counted 17 full-size billboards advertising the casinos on the Gulf Coast. Surely they, they have the right to advertise all they want to. But my friend, those things are Satan's snares. How many folks do I know already since, since that's been legal in uh, Louisiana and Mississippi? How many do I know who have lost their homes, lost their cars, lost their family, lost their job? Oh, my friend, and even some took their lives because they, they, they get in debt and they can't pay, and they're hooked on those things, and it, it's an addiction to that gambling and all of those things. But we, we leave that alone for right now. But that's Satan's trick, my friend. The fact that the woman stood and listened to God's Word being contradicted reveals one fact, that the Word did not richly dwell in her heart, according to Colossians 3. If it had her answer would have been direct, simple. But the fact that she listened to Satan proves that she had fallen into looseness and indifference towards God's word. Satan was the, most, was the first modernist, my friend, because the word of God did not richly, deeply, planted, was not planted in Eve's heart. She listened to the voice of Satan and became the second modernist. The devil did not openly present himself and say, I am the devil. I am the devil, the enemy of God. No, neither does a theological professor who explains away God's word stand up and say there with horns on his head, I'm the devil. I don't believe God's word. No, he won't say that. Can't you hear the hiss of Satan all over the world? He didn't say I'm the devil, the enemy of God. But he approached her by raising questions in her mind. Hath God said, do you know, my friend, that's why some of you are not saved and maybe never will be. The word of God has not found lodgment in your heart and you're still questioning the veracity of God's word. Listen, God's command was and is simple, easy to understand. Thou shalt not eat of it for in the day that thou eatest thereof, Thou shalt surely die. The reason the woman listened to the voice of Satan was because in her heart she had already begun to question the truth of God's word. Satan's question not only brought out what was already there, then when she gave expression to the doubt of her heart, she denied, she added it in her answer to Satan's saying, 
She said, But if the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And we'll look at that in our next study. And the old trailblazer uh, heart is broken this morning because many of our folks won't listen. They won't hear the gospel. And they turn away from the truth, turn their ears away under fables. You know what a fable is? It's a half-truth. No such a thing. It's just a half-truth, my friend. Yea, hath God said. She questioned God's veracity. But the old trailblazer, we'll be here tomorrow at the same time, Monday through Friday. And remember, my mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And if you would... Uh, write me and let me know what station you're listening on. Email me. My email address is pastor at radiomission.org. But my phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. Call me any morning. I'm always here early, and I'll call you back if I miss you. Goodbye, and God bless you. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer, via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.